Chapter twenty eight of the Young Woman's Guide to Excellence by William A. Alcott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Brea. Chapter twenty eight Dosing and Drugging. Fallen as human nature, a physical nature with the rest, now is, there are seasons in the life of almost all of us when we are either ill or fear we shall be so and young women as well as others have their seasons of debility and their fears and even their sick days they have their colds their coughs their sick headaches their indigestions and their consumptions above all and more frequently by far than almost anything else they have those undefinable and indescribable feelings of ennui which for want of a better name are called in their various forms nervousness when the unpleasant sensations to which i have just alluded are referred to the region of the stomach and only produce a few qualms young women are not in general so apt to take medicine as to eat something to keep down their bad feelings as a bit of seed cake a little fruit some cloves or cinnamon or a piece of sugar this though better than to take medicine is yet a very bad practice for although momentary relief is secured in this way it never fails to increase the unpleasant sensations in the end i ought to say somewhere and i know of no better place than this that the habit of eating between our regular meals even the smallest thing whatever is a very mischievous tendency and this for several reasons first the stomach needs its seasons of entire rest but those persons who eat between their meals seldom give any rest to their stomach except during the night secondly eating things in this way injures the general appetite thirdly the habit is apt to increase in strength and is difficult to break fourthly it does not afford relief except for a very short time on the contrary as i have already intimated it increases the trouble in the end this eating of such simple things i have said is quite bad enough but there are errors which are worse such is the habit of taking an extra cup of tea or coffee extra either as respects the number of cups or the strength now tea and coffee and sometimes either of them are very apt to afford like eating a little food a temporary relief indeed the sufferer often gains so long a respite from her sufferings that the narcotic beverage which she takes is supposed to be the very medicine needed and the very one adapted to her case the like erroneous conclusion is often made after using with the same apparent good effect certain hot herb teas yet i repeat it such medicinal mixtures usually perhaps i should say always aggravate the complaint in the end by deranging still more the powers and functions of the stomach and debilitating still more the cerebral and nervous system different and various are the external applications made to the head in these circumstances but all usually with the same success they only produce a little temporary relief the same may be said of the use of smelling bottles containing as i believe they usually do ammonia or hartshorn cologne water camphor etc the manner in which these operate to produce mischief is however very different from that of the former 
they irritate the nasal membrane and dry it if they do not slowly destroy its sensibility they also in some ways affect seriously the tender brain in any event they ought seldom to be used by the sick or the well nor is this all they are inhaled to irritate and injure the lining membrane of the lungs trifling as it may seem to many i never find that a young woman keeps a cologne bottle in her dressing-room or a smelling bottle about her or perfumes her clothing or is in the habit of eating every now and then a little coriander or fennel or cloves or cinnamon without trembling for her safety persisting long in this habit she will as inevitably injure her brain and nervous system her lungs or her stomach ay and her teeth too as she continues the habit i never knew a young woman who had used any of these things year after year for a long series of years whose system was not already suffering therefrom and if i were fond of giving or receiving challenges i should not hesitate to challenge the whole world to produce a single instance of the kind in the very nature of things it cannot be such persons may tell us they are well when we make a attack upon their habits but take them when off their guard and we hear at times quite a different story in regard to the daily or even the occasional use of the stronger drugs of the apothecary's shop whether this shop is found in the family or elsewhere i would fain hope many of our young women may claim an entire immunity it seems to me to be enough that they should spoil their breath their skin their stomachs and their nerves with perfumes aromatic spices confectionery and the like without adding thereto the more active poisons as laudanum camphor picra antimony etc the mention of the word confectionery in the last paragraph brings to my mind a congregated host of evils which befall young women as the legitimate consequences of its use some may suppose that the class of young women for whom i am writing had little to do with confectionery that they have risen above it would that it were so but that it is not many a teacher of young ladies boarding schools female seminaries etc to say nothing of parents might abundantly testify that they are very often the dupes of the quacks and the quackery with which our age abounds or at least that they take many of the pills and cough drops and bitters and panaceas of the day i will not believe much as they err to their own destruction i trust they have not yet sunk so low as this End of chapter twenty eight